0: Electric Friends, a Gary Newman podcast, celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. It's the song that opens up what many consider to be Gary Newman's finest album, Telecon. It starts off slowly using Gary's classic synth sound, before a hypnotic beat kicks in and doesn't let you go for the whole five and a half minutes. But was it the right choice of single at the time? Let's take a look back at 1980's This Wreckage. This wreckage is the opening track on Gary's 1980 LP Telecon. The album was released in September of that year and reached number one in the UK album charts. The song was the third and final single to be released from that album, though technically it was the first. On the initial vinyl release of the album, the two previous singles, We Are Glass and I Die You Die, were singles only. It was only for future releases that they were added to the Telecon album tracklist. It was quite an intriguing and brave move from Gary. He went against the usual process of releasing a couple of singles from an upcoming album first, followed by the album itself. Instead he released two brand new songs, then the album, then the first single from the album. This wreckage charted on December 20th, essentially Christmas week, not exactly the easiest week to chart. Incidentally, it was the period that John Lennon had just been shot, so the eyes of the music world were very much focused on that, and by that point the album had been out for a few months already. Because of this, this wreckage peaked at number 20 in the UK singles chart. Nothing to be sniffed at now, but this was the first time that Gary's singles didn't chart as highly as before, and perhaps only got as high as that because of his diehard fans. But he would admit himself that it was the wrong choice of single to keep the Telecon shelf life going further. He said in his Revolution book, Back in England, we released a song called This Wreckage' as the third and final single from Telecon. It was another mistake. This wreckage was not the best song for a single. There were a number of other songs that would have been far more suitable, but I was trying to make another statement and show another side to the album. They should have stopped me choosing the singles. My judgment was clearly not the best. This wreckage barely scraped into the top 20. What also might not have helped is there wasn't actually an official music video for this song, but Gary did perform it on Top of the Pops wearing an inverted Telecon boiler suit, a white version with red belts. Not sure if I could pull it off, but Gary makes it work wonders as ever. Described by Gary as a self-portrait song, this wreckage foreshadowed his soon-to-be temporary retirement from touring, with lyrics that bring up images of reclusion and hiding, It's like, uh, turn out these eyes, wipe off my face, erase me. I'll just show, erase you. it also contains mentions of atheism the song starts with and what if god's dead we must have done something wrong this dark facade ends we're independent from someone i believe that he would later explore more vocally in future albums oh, well. In his 1997 book, Praying to the Aliens, Gary explained, Since Telecon was put together with all this going on in my head, it's not surprising that it seems a little heavy lyrically. The first line of the opening song, this wreckage, reads, So what if God's dead? which was part tongue-in-cheek about the way I was seen by some people. I was referred to as a demigod by someone quite early on, so I was playing around with the idea of pop stars being seen as gods. I certainly didn't think I was one, a criticism levelled at me after its release. It was also a clear dig at God. And I personally have to admit that for the longest time, I had no idea what Gary was saying in the instrumental breakdown. I thought he was singing something like, I'm calling you, but he's actually saying the Japanese phrase wakare-o, or similar to it, meaning goodbye forever or farewell, further stating his intent on quitting live performance. Writing in Praying to the Aliens, he explained, This wreckage was as close to a self-portrait as I could get. The Japanese lyrics on the song said, I leave you. A Japanese girl who I went out with briefly, spelled out the characters for me. I was already sure that I was finished with touring so it was a disguised way of saying goodbye to the fans long before I announced it for real. According to the single 7-inch credits, the, the song features Gary on piano and synths, listed here as the Minimoog, Polymoog, JP4, Arp Pro Soloist and The Prophet 5. Bass from Paul Gardner, drums from Cedric Sharpley and hand claps from Gary's brother John Webb and the late James Freud, uh, the future Models uh, member, his band James Freud and the Radio Stars had supported Gary on tour in 1980 in Australia. The single also featured a stunning B-side, the piano composition from Gary called Photograph, performed by Dennis Haynes on piano. It featured in later reissues of Telecon, and it's a personal favourite of mine. haven't been uh, any substantial covers of this wreckage but it did have a subtle sample in a massive hit of the early noughties. We'll cover this again in greater detail when we look back at ME but Basement Jax's uh, Where's Your Head At also sampled the opening Siths in brief moments. a shout out about your thoughts on this wreckage i had a really great number of thoughts and feelings about the track um a bit mixed i have to admit it's um it's a bit of a divisive song mainly because of the choice of it being a single over remind me to smile which was the single choice in america and uh, matt Jessup said telecon was a parting gift i believe to this day that gary released this wreckage to reaffirm the message to his fans that he was done he was saying goodbye it's all there in the lyrics then as we all know he pulled the plug uh, Paul Curtis said It's an amazing track Should not have been released as a single at Christmas There were possibly better singles on the album But they should have waited uh, Gary Lewis said This wreckage is a great song and fantastic live But never a single um, Always a good topic for discussion But I think even Gary Newman recognises He should have released Remind Me To Smile As a single and also metal rather than complex I'm sure both would have been huge hits Doesn't change anything though In this wreckage and complex are great songs Robert Kelly said uh, this wreckage was uh, live was amazing on the teletour. a good choice for a single well remind me to smile might've got more attention. I feel wreckage was intentional it's all about leaving which is where Gary's head was at the time. Uh, Ryan Hunter said I think it was good for his Android persona and the whole eccentric vibe he gave off to have this wreckage as a single but if he wanted more exposure in the US then Remind Me to Smile or I'm an Agent which has its awesomely bizarre moments and atmosphere and radio friendly catchiness would have been better on Twitter, Jory Bolton said, uh, "Although all absolutely superb, uh, this wreckage in all truth was probably not the right choice for a single release. It was particularly poignant at the time of the release, as Newman was uh, in the middle of a confidence crisis, thinking of himself as broken like a car wreck, but still a masterclass." Artie Fischal said, "Remind me to smile should have been the single, as it was in the US. However, Gary's performance on top of the box in that white jumpsuit was cool." And uh, John Garland said, "This record is good, uh, but not a great song. It is possibly the weakest track on." On telecon it probably should never have been a single but having said that i remember being pleased as it inched its way into the top 20 and I have a lot of affection for it to this day and yeah john i looked up um the chart run it had on officialcharts.com and it was quite it was, it was quite interesting to see it enter in the um The 30s and it slowly climbed up. I think that Christmas release didn't help, but at least it did reach top 20 in the end. So elsewhere in Newman News, just as I finished recording the previous episode, Gary announced three very exciting shows to celebrate his 1,000th solo gig. He's playing three nights at the Electric Ballroom in London, as I'm sure you all know by now. I've managed to get tickets to one of those shows, so thankfully uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, And so maybe I'll see some of you down there. Let me know if you're going. Um, He'll be supported by none other than and his daughter Raven Newman so it'll be interesting to see her do her first proper gigs alongside Gary uh, also the Way Army album re-released on Blue Vinyl uh, and it's out now and uh in the midweek charts it was as high as number 13 um which was really exciting but then i've literally just looked up the the final charts as i recall this it was announced today uh and only entered at number 72 and so um obviously very front heavy with all our slot buying it in the first couple of days or pre-ordering it but at least at least uh gary's back in the charts of in some capacity right now so that's it for me this time. Get in touch as ever over email. You can find me, NewmanPodcast at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at NewmanPodcast. Head to NewmanPodcast.com for all previous episodes and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please, please leave a rating and a review wherever you can. It always means the world. So see you next time and bye for now. A Gary Newman podcast. Celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. Pioneer.